chapter 18 and 19 this chapter is about how hemadban was accepted and blessed stories of mr sati and mrs deshmukh encouraging good thoughts to fruition variety in upadesh teachings regarding slander and remuneration for labor in the last two chapters hemadban described how a rich gentleman aspiring for quick brahmnyan was treated by baba and now in these two chapters he describes how hemadban himself was accepted and blessed by baba how baba encouraged good thoughts and fructified them and his teachings regarding self improvement slander and remuneration for labor preliminary it is a well known fact that the sadguru looks first to the qualification of his disciples and then gives them suitable instructions without unsettling their minds in the least and leads them on towards the goal of self realization in this respect some say that what the sadguru teaches or instructs should not be divulged to others they think that their instructions become useless if they are published this view is not correct the sadguru is like a monsoon cloud he pours down profusely that scatters widely his nectar like teachings these we should enjoy and assimilate to our hearts content and then serve others with them without any reservation this rule should apply not only to what he teaches in our waking state but to the visions he gives us in our dreams to quote an instance buddha kaushik rishi published his celebrated rama raksha stotra which he had seen in his dream like a loving mother forcing bitter but beneficial medicines down the throats of her children for the sake of their health sai baba imparted spiritual instructions to his devotees his method was not veiled or secret but quite open the devotees who followed his instructions got their object satgurus like sai baba open our eyes of intellect and show us the divine beauty of the self and fulfill our tender longings of devotion when this is done our desire for sense objects vanishes twin fruits of vivek that is discrimination and vairagya that is dispassion come to our hands and knowledge sprouts up even in the sleep all this we get when we come in contact with saints we serve them and secure their love the lord who fulfills the desires of his devotees comes to our aid removes our troubles and sufferings and makes us happy this progress or development is entirely due to the help of the sadguru who is regarded as the lord himself therefore we should always be after the sadguru hear his stories fall at his feet and serve him now we come to our main story mr sati there was a gentleman named mr sati who had attained some publicity many years ago during crawford regime which was put down by lord ray the government governor of mumbai he suffered severe losses in trade other adverse circumstances gave him much trouble and made him sad and dejected being restless he thought of leaving home and going out to a distant place man does not generally think of god but when difficulties and calamities overtake him he turns to him and prays for relief if his demerits have come to an end god arranges his meeting with a saint who gives him proper directions regarding his welfare mr sati had similar experience his friends advised him to go to shirdi 
where so many people were flocking to get Sai Baba's darshan for getting peace of mind and the satisfaction of their wants. He liked the idea and at once came to Sri Radhi in 1917. Seeing Baba's form, which was like eternal Brahma, self-luminous, peerless and pure, his mind lost its restlessness and became calm and composed. He thought that it was the accumulation of merits in his former births that brought him to the holy feet of Baba. He was a man of strong will. He at once started to make a parayan, that is study of Guru Charitra. When the reading was finished, in seven days, Baba gave him a vision that night. It was to this effect. Baba with Guru Charitra in his hands was explaining its contents to Mr. Sate who was sitting in front and listening carefully. When he woke up, he remembered the dream and felt very happy. He thought that it was extremely kind of Baba who awakens souls like this that are snoring in ignorance and makes them taste the nectar of Guru Charitra. Next day, he informed Kaka Shahab Dikshit of this vision and requested him to consult Sai Baba regarding its meaning or significance, whether one sapta, that is one week's reading was sufficient or whether he should begin again. Kaka Sahib Dikshit, when got a suitable opportunity, asked Baba, Deva, what did you suggest to Mr. Satis by the vision? Whether he should stop or continue the sapta? He is a simple devotee. His desire should be fulfilled. Then, Baba replied, he should make one more sapta of the book. If the work be studied carefully, the devotee will become pure and will be benefited. The Lord will be pleased and will rescue him from the bondage of the mundane existence. At this time, Hemad Ban was present there. He was shampooing Baba's legs. When he heard Baba's word, he thought in his mind, What? Mr. Sati read for a week only and got a reward, and I am reading it for 40 years with no result. His seven days stay here becomes fruitful, while my seven years stay that is from 1910 to 1917 goes for nothing. Like a chatak bird, I am ever waiting for the merciful Lord to pour its nectar, nectar on me and bless me with his instruction. No sooner did this thought cross his mind, Baba knew it then and there. It was the experience of the Bhaktas that Baba understood all their thoughts and that he suppressed the evil thoughts and encouraged the good ones. Reading Hemadban's mind, Baba at once asked him to get up, go to Shama, get from him rupees 15 as Dakshina, sit and chit chat with him for a while and then return. Mercy dawned in Baba's mind and so he issued this order. And who could disobey Baba's order? Hemad Band immediately left the masjid and came to Shama's house. He had just bathed and was wearing a dotar. He came out and asked Hemad Band, How is it that you are here now? It seems that you have come from the masjid. Why do you look restless and dejected? Why are you alone? Please sit and rest, while I shall do my worship and return. In the meanwhile, you please take Pan Bida that is, leaves and betel nuts. Let us then have a pleasant chat. After saying this, he went inside and Hemad Ban sat alone in the veranda. He saw in the window a well-known Marathi book named Nath Bhagavad. This is a commentary by the Saint Eknath on the 11th chapter of the big Sanskrit work, the Bhagavad. 
at the suggestion or recommendation of Sai Baba, Mrs. Babu Saheb Jog and Kauka Sabek Deechit, Bhagavad Gita daily with its Marathi commentary named Bhavartha Deepika or Dhyaneshwari and Nath Bhagavat and also Eknath's other big work such as Bhavartha Ramayan. When devotees came to Baba and asked him certain questions, he sometimes answered them in part and asked them to go and listen to the readings of the above-mentioned works, which are the main tri- treaties of Bhagavad Dharma. When the devotees went and listened, they got full and satisfactory replies to their questions. Hemat Pan also used to read daily some portion of Nath Bhagavad. That day, he did not complete the daily portion of his reading, but had left it unfinished in order to accompany certain devotees who were going to the masjid. When he took up the book from Shama's window and casually opened it, he found to his surprise that the unfinished portion opened up. He thought that Baba sent him very kindly to Shama's house for enabling him to complete his daily reading. So he went through the unfinished portion and completed it. As soon as this was over, Shama, after doing his worship, came out and the following conversation took place between them. Hemad Banj said, I have come with a message from Baba. He has asked me to return with 15 rupees as Dakshana from you, also to sit with you for a while and have a pleasant chat and then return to the masjid with you. Shama with surprise said, I have no money to give. Take my 15 namaskars instead of rupees as Dakshana to Baba. Hemad Banj replied, All right, your namaskars are accepted. Now, let us have some chit-chat. Tell me some stories and leelas of Baba which will destroy our sins. Shama said, Then sit here for a while. Wonderful is the leader of this God. You know it already. I am a village rustic, while you are an enlightened citizen. You have seen some more leelas since your coming over here. How should I describe them before you? Well, take these leaves, betel nut and chunna, and have the pan bida. While I go in, dress myself and come out. In a few minutes, Shama came out and sat talking with Hemad Band. He said, The leela of this god is inscrutable. There is no end to his leelas. Who can see them? He plays or sports with his leelas. Still, he is beyond them. What do we rustics know? Why does not Baba himself tell stories? Why does he send learned men like you to fools like me? His ways are inconceivable. I can only say that they are not human. With this preface, Shama added, I now remember a story which I shall relate to you. I know it personally. As a devotee is resolute and determined, so is Baba's immediate response. Sometimes, Baba puts the devotees to severe test and then gives them Upadesh. As soon as Hemad Band heard the word Upadesh, a flash of lightning crossed through his mind. He at once remembered the story of Mrs. Mr. Sati's Guru Charitra reading and thought that Baba might have sent him to Shama in order to give peace to his restless mind. However, he curbed his feeling and began to listen to Shama's stories. They all showed how kind and affectionate Baba was to his devotees. Hemad then began to feel joy on hearing all these. Then Shama began to tell the following story. 
Mrs. Radha Bai Deshmukh. There was an old woman by the name Radha Bai. She was the mother of one Kaka Sahib Deshmukh. Hearing Baba's fame, she came to Shiradi with the people of Shangamner. She took Baba's darshan and was much satisfied. She loved Baba intimately and resolved in her mind that she would accept Baba as her guru and take some upadesh from him. She determined to fast herself unto death so long as Baba did not accept her and give her any upadesh or mantra. She stayed in her lodging and stopped taking any food or water for 3 days. I was frightened by this ordeal of the old woman and interceded with Baba on her behalf. I said, "Deva, what is this you have started? You drag so many persons here. You know that old lady. She is very obstinate and depends on you. She has resolved to fast unto death if you don't accept and instruct her. If anything worse happens, people will blame you." and say that baba did not instruct her and as a consequence she met her death so take some mercy on her bless her and instruct her on seeing her determination baba sent for her and made her change her mind by addressing as follows o mother why do you have to subject yourself to unnecessary tortures you are my mother and i am your child take pity on me and hear me through I will tell you my own story which if you listen carefully will do you good. I had a guru. He was a great saint and most merciful. I served him long, very long. Still, he would not blow any mantra into my ears. I had keen desire never to leave him, but to stay with and serve him and at all costs receive some instructions from him. But he had his own way. He first got my head shaved and asked me for two paise as dakshina. I gave the same at once. You may say that as my guru was perfect, why should he ask for money? And how should he be called desireless? The reply is that he never cared for coins. What had he had to do with them? His two paise were number 1 firm faith and two patience or perseverance. I gave these two paise to him and he was pleased. I resorted to my guru for 12 years. He brought me up. There was no dearth of food or clothing. He was full of love or say he was love incarnate. How can I describe it? He loved me most. Rare is a guru like him. When I looked at him, he seemed as if he was in deep meditation and then we both were filled with bliss. Night and day I gazed at him with no thought of hunger and thirst without him I felt restless I had no other subject to meditate upon nor any other thing than my guru to attend he was my sole refuge my mind was always fixed on him this firm faith is one paise of dakshina saburi is the other paise i waited patiently and served my guru This saburi will ferry you across the sea of this mundane existence. Saburi removes all sins and afflictions, gets rid of calamities in various ways, and casts aside all fear and ultimately gives us success. Saburi is the mine of virtues, concert of good thought. Faith and patience are like twin sisters loving each other very intimately. 
my guru never expected anything from me he never neglected me but protected me at all times i lived with him and was sometimes away from him still i never felt the absence of his love he always protected me by his glance just as the tortoise feeds her young ones whether they are near her or away from her on the other side of the bank by her loving glances oh mother my guru never taught me any mantra then how shall i blow any mantra in your ears just remember that guru's tortoise like loving glance gives us happiness do not try to get mantra or upadesh from anybody make me the sole object of your thoughts and actions and you will no doubt attain paramatma look at me wholeheartedly and i in turn look at you sitting in this masjid i speak the truth nothing but the truth no sadhana or proficiency in the six shastras is necessary have faith and confidence in your guru believe that guru is the sole actor or doer blessed is he who knows the greatness of his guru and thinks him to be trimurti that is hari hara and brahma incarnate instructed in this way the old lady was convinced she bowed to baba and gave up her fast hearing the story carefully and attentively and marking its significance and appropriateness hemat ban was most agreeably surprised on seeing this wonderful leela of baba he was moved from top to toe he was overflowing with joy his throat was choked and he was not able to utter a single word shama on seeing him in this condition asked him what is the matter with you why are you silent how shall i describe the innumerable leelas of baba just at this time the bell in the masjid began to ring proclaiming that the noon worship and aarti ceremony had begun therefore shama and hemat ban hurried to the masjid babu sahib jo had just returned for worship women were up in the masjid and men were standing below in the open courtyard and they were all singing the aarti in chorus to the accompaniment of drums shama went up pulling hemat ban with him he sat to the right and hemat ban in front of baba on seeing them baba asked hemat ban to give the dakshina brought from shama he replied that shama gave namaskars instead of rupees and that he was there in person baba said all right now let me know whether you both had a chit chat and if so tell me all that you talked about not minding the sounds of the bell the drum and the chorus songs hemat ban was eager to tell baba what they had talked about and started to narrate it baba was also anxious to hear and so he left the bolster and leaned forward hemat ban said all that they talked about was very pleasant specifically the story of the old lady was most wonderful and that on hearing it he thought that his leela was inexplicable and under the guise of that story he really blessed him baba then said wonderful is the story how are you blessed i would like to know everything in detail from you so tell me all about it then hemat ban related in full the story which he had heard a little while before and which he had made a lasting impression on his mind hearing this baba was much pleased and asked him did the story strike you 
and did you catch its significance he replied yes baba the restlessness of my mind has vanished and i have got true peace and rest and come to know the true path then baba spoke as follows my method is quite unique remember well this one story and it will be very useful to get the knowledge of the self meditation is necessary if you practice it continuously the vrittis will be pacified being quite desireless you should meditate on god who is in all the creatures and when the mind is concentrated the goal will be achieved meditate always on my formless nature which is knowledge incarnate consciousness and bliss if you cannot do this meditate on my form from top to toe as you see here night and day as you go on doing this your vrittis will be single pointed and the distinction between the dhyata that is meditator dhyana that is act of meditation dhyaya that is thing meditated upon will be lost and the meditator will be one with the consciousness and be merged in the brahma the mother tortoise is on the bank of the river and her young ones are on the other side of the bank she gives neither milk nor warmth to them her mere loving glance gives them nutrition the young ones do nothing but remember their mother the tortoise glance is to the young ones the only source of sustenance and happiness similar is the relation between the guru and the disciples when baba uttered these words the chorus of the aarti song was over and all cried out loudly in unison victory be to our sadguru sai maharaj who is pure consciousness knowledge and bliss dear readers let us imagine that we are at this time standing amongst the crowd in the masjid and let us join them in this jai jai kar after the aarti ceremony was over prasad was distributed babu saheb joke came forward as usual and after saluting baba gave into his palm a handful of sugar candy baba pushed all this into the hands of hemat pan and said to him if you take this story to heart and remember it well your state will be sweet as the sugar candy all your desires will be fulfilled and you will be happy hemat pan bowed down to baba and implored do favor me like this bless and protect me always baba replied hear the story meditate on it and assimilate its spirit then you will always remember and meditate on the lord who will manifest himself to you dear readers hemat ban got prasad of sugar candy and we now get the prasad of sugar candy or nectar of this story let us drink it to our hearts content meditate on it and assimilate it and be strong and happy by baba's grace amen towards the end of 19th chapter hemat ban had dealt with some other matters which are given below baba's advice regarding our behavior the following words of baba are of general welfare and invaluable if they are kept in mind and acted upon they will always do you good unless there is some relationship or connection nobody goes anywhere if any men or creatures come to you do not discourteously drive them away 
but receive them well and treat them with due respect shri hari will be certainly pleased if you give water to the thirsty bread to the hungry clothes to the naked and your veranda to strangers for resting if anything of if anybody wants any money from you and you are not inclined to give do not give but do not bark at him like a dog let anybody speak hundreds of things against you do not resent by giving any bitter reply if you tolerate such things you will certainly be happy let the world go topsy turvy you remain where you are standing in your own place look on calmly at the show of all things passing before you demolish the wall of difference that separates you from me and then the road for our meeting will be clear and open the sense of differentiation as i and thou is the barrier that keeps away the disciple from his master and unless that is destroyed a state of union is not possible allah malik that is god is the sole proprietor nobody else is our protector his method of work is extraordinary invaluable and inscrutable his will will be done and he will show us the way and satisfy our heart's desires it is on account of renanubandh that is former relationship that we have come together let us love and serve each other and be happy he who attains the supreme goal of life is immortal and happy all others merely exist that is live so long as they breathe encouraging good thoughts to fruition it is interesting to note how sai baba encouraged good thoughts you have to surrender yourself completely to him with love and devotion and then you will see how he helps you throughout some saint has said that when you get a good thought immediately after awakening from sleep and you if you develop the same afterwards during the day your intellect will be unfolded and your mind will attain calmness hemat pant wanted to try this one wednesday night before going to bed he thought tomorrow is thursday an auspicious day and the place which is shirdi is so holy so let me pass the whole day in remembering and celebrating ram naam and then he slept off next morning when he got up he remembered without any effect or effort the na- name of ram and was much pleased after finishing his morning duties he went to see baba with flowers when he left dikshitwada and was passing by bootiwada the present samadhi mandir he heard a beautiful song that was being sung nicely by one aurangabadkar in the masjid before baba the song was guru kripanyan payob mere bhai by eknath in which he says he got colirium in the form of his guru's grace which opened his vision and made him see ram in and out in sleep dream and waking state and everywhere there were so many songs but why was this song particularly chosen by aurangabadkar a devotee of baba is this not a curious coincidence arranged by baba to amplify the determination of hemat ban to sing unceasingly ram naam during the day all saints agree and lay stress upon the efficacy of uttering ram's name 
in fulfilling the ambitions of the bhaktas and in protecting and saving them from all calamities variety in upadesh the slanderer condemned sai baba required no special place nor any special time for giving instructions whenever any occasion demanded he gave them freely once it so happened that a bhakta of baba reviled someone behind his back before other people on leaving aside merits he dwelt on the faults of his brother and spoke so sarcastically that the hearers were disgusted generally we see that people have a tendency to scandalize others unnecessarily and this brings on ill feelings saints see scandal in another light they say that there are various ways of cleansing or removing the dirt that is by means of water and soap etc but a scandal monger has got a way of his own he removes the dirt or faults of others by his tongue so in a way he obliges the person whom he reviles and for this he is to be thanked sai baba had his own method of correcting the scandal monger he knew by his omniscience what the slanderer had done and when he met him at noon near the lendi baba pointed out to him a pig that was eating filth near the fence and said to him behold how with what relish it is gulping filth your conduct is similar you go on revealing your your own brethren to your heart's content after performing many deeds of merit you're born as a human and if you act like this how can shirdi help you in any way needless to say that the bhakta took the lesson to his heart and went away in this way baba went on giving instructions whenever necessary if these are borne in our minds and acted upon the spiritual goal or self realization is not far off there is a proverb which says if there be my hari he will feed me on my cot this proverb is only true in respect of food and clothing but if anyone believing this sits idle and does nothing in spiritual matters he will be ruined one has to exert himself to his utmost for attaining self realization the more he endeavors the better for him baba said that he was omnipresent transcending layer land air world light and heaven and that he was not localized to remove the misunderstanding of those who thought that baba was only his body 3 cubits and a half in length he incarnated himself in this form and if any devotee meditated on him day and night with complete self surrender he experienced complete union with him like sweetness and sugar waves and sea i and its sight he who wants to get rid of the cycle of births and deaths should lead a righteous life with his mind calm and composed he should not speak harshly to anyone so as to hurt him he should always engage himself in good actions should do his do his duties and surrender himself heart and soul to him he need not then be afraid of anything he who trusts him entirely hears and expounds his leelas and does not think of anything else is sure to attain self realization baba asked many to remember his name and to surrender to him but to those who wanted to know who they were that is the answer for question who am i he advised 
shravan or study and manan that is contemplation to some he advised remembering god's name to others hearing his leelas to some worship of his feet to others reading and studying adhyatma ramayan dhyaneshwari and other sacred scriptures some he made sit near his feet some he sent to kandoba's temple and some he advised the repetition of the thousand names of vishnu and some the study of chandyogya upanishad and gita there was neither any limit nor any restriction to his instructions he gave in person or by visions and dreams to someone addicted to drink he appeared in his dream sat on his chest pressed it and left him after he gave a promise not to touch liquor any more to some he explained some mantras like guru brahma in dreams to some devotee who was practicing hatha yoga he sent word that he should leave off hatha yoga practices sit quiet and wait with saburi it is impossible to describe all his ways and methods in ordinary worldly dealings he set examples by his actions one of which is given below renumeration for labor one day at noon baba came near radhakrishna mai's house and said bring me a ladder some men brought it and set it against the wall of the house as directed by baba he climbed up on the roof and vam and gunkar's house passed over the roof of radhakrishna mai's house and then got down from the other corner what object baba had none could know radhakrishna mai was at that time shivering with malaria it may be to drive off that fever that he may have gone up there immediately after getting down baba paid 2 rupees to the persons who bought the ladder somebody asked baba why he paid so much for this he replied that nobody should take the labor of others in vain the worker should be paid his dues promptly and liberally if the principle taught by baba be followed that is if the remuneration for labor be paid promptly and satisfactorily the laborers will turn out better and both the laborers and their employers will be profited bow to shri sai peace be to all